Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? <laughs> Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Are you dancing to the intro, Marshall, and there are now mocking me, mimicking the hello beloveds that I usually give? I just have it down. I guess me off. Well, hello, beloveds. Don't even. So, go ahead. Mock me. Say it. <laughs> Do it. Happy Friday. We have made it to the end of the week. You're a turd and you're not getting <laughs> laid. Hi, beloveds. Happy Friday. Welcome back to Really Riley. So you didn't even get it right. You thought you were so freaking clever there. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Um, That's my husband over there if you guys are new to this podcast. And I actually said to somebody the other day that the reason that I fell in love with Marshall was because of his snark. And apparently it's made an appearance. You're lucky you cute. For real. You're lucky you make cute babies, and you're lucky that you put a big old fat rock on my finger. Joking, but not really. I love you. Um, hi, friends. Welcome back to Really Riley. I said that twice already. It's Friday, and one of you guys DM'd me this week and said, like, Riley, here's a new take on a podcast. Why don't you talk about Scandival? I know that I've, like, touched about it a little bit, but I haven't gotten into, like, the nitty-gritty of this. And Marshall's like, why the flip am I sitting in this seat? I'm going to get to you. Because I kind of wanted to get your take on all this stuff because it's all about cheating. It's all about betrayal in a relationship that very well have made of, may have been, you know, for all purpose, what intense, is it intensive purposes or intense and purposes? Intensive. Okay. For all purposes, it, it could have been a marriage. They were together for nine years. They owned a home together, dogs, all the things. So we're, I wanted to get Marshall's take on a few things and a few questions. And I told him before the podcast, um, you need to be completely honest. You brought your snark with you, so I'm assuming that you're going to tonight. Um, but before that, I wanted to tell you guys about stupid injuries because I got one of the dumbest ones this week, and I'm being such a punana about it. I was making candles to get ready for my pop-up this weekend that did get postponed. So if you guys were planning on coming because you heard it about it on the podcast, it's postponed to June 3rd. But then I have another one that I have posted on my House of W by Riley Instagram that's happening not next weekend, but the week after. And I'm really excited about it because it's aerial restorative yoga with essential oils. I'm not doing the class even though I want to, but I'm going to be doing a little bit of a pop-up outside of there. So once you're all nice and relaxed and smelling good, you can buy some candles, some We Got This merch, some really awesome stuff that I've been cooking up because I know I told you guys about the Manifest candle line that I'm putting out. I'm going to debut it there and then... I also have put together the lawn care poppy candle that we were talking about from yes or Wednesday's podcast. And I surprised Marshall with it. I didn't let him do his whole little logo, even though the logo that he put together that he sent me was pretty close to the candle, wasn't it? It's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you like it? The no, candle? I do. I, yeah, a lot. Not just because you're being like nice and it took me 
freaking hours to put it together. No, it's like the detail in it. And I really like the sign. Okay. And you're particular. Like Marshall loves everything that I do because he's an amazing husband. But like, I can always tell if he doesn't like something, he'll go, oh, if he's kind of just like appeasing me. But if he likes it, he'll open his eyes wide and go, that's dope, baby. Like if I get a dope out of you naturally, I know you like it. So there's that. Um, we will get to the scan of all stuff in just one second because I have like a deep dive into this. And Marshall, bear with me. You know the show because you are, I don't know, forced to watch it because we, I've been watching Bravo since we met. Just call me Andy Cohen. Okay. Ease <laughs> off there, sir. Oh my God. Him with, I need a logo for my lawn care poppy. And now he's trying to compare himself to Andy Cohen. Okay. Um, first rule Andy Cohen knows that you don't is you have to talk into the mic, my love. I am. Thank you. Now you are. Um, God, see, our, our snarkiness back and forth just threw me off. Um, bad injuries is what I was going to say. I was poking holes in my candles because fun factoid, when you make candles that are all natural with like soy ingredients and like, you know, none of the yunky, like that's a whole other podcast, but other crap in there that makes it like carcinogenics and just bad for you. If you poke holes in it and then you take a heat gun and you blow it in, into the candle and melt it again, it actually infuses the oils and the scent into it further. So that's what I was trying to do. And I like splinter right in there. And I'm a very impatient sucker. So I didn't want to go upstairs and pull it out with a tweezer. I tried to pull it out with my nails and then it broke off. And that fucker is still in there. I have tried the hydrogen peroxide TikTok thing. It didn't work. I guess next is Epsom salt. Like we sat there for 10 minutes trying to pick away the skin and get it out. It's probably like the tiniest sliver of nothing and it fucking hurts. Like I was doing deadlifts today and it was affecting my grip. Like I can lift almost 200 pounds and I can't because of a freaking splinter. So stupid injuries. There you have it. But um, today was a special day because it was bring your kid to work day. And Marshall took um, my oldest, our oldest son, Lyric, to work. Marshall's a police officer and he works at the academy. He trains the recruits, basically everything that you have to be to be a police officer when you come out of there, he does. He created a fitness program for this program specifically that was from his own hard work and two hands and he's amazing at what he does. So Lyric from Jump has always been impressed with the fact that Marshall's a police officer. Loves the cars, but I also think now he's going to a point where he really like bonds with you through doing hard work. Would you say that's fair? Yeah. Because like when you guys are out there tinkering with that lawnmower that you're putting together, lawn care poppy, um, he loves that. But I think it's just since three, that's when Marshall came into our lives. He, he's been around officers and military and all of like, what would you call that? Jobs of service yeah. sort of government jobs, I guess. Yeah, that or... Well, know, because... Like first responder, military. There we go. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Because you're a best man, police officer, military. Um, your other... I wasn't like four out of the six groomsmen you had, they're all officers now? Yeah. Or were? Yeah. You know, well, so he's been around the badge a lot. And he's got a great amount of respect for it. And he, oh, he, he better. Because, you know, he's growing up with a police officer as his dad. Um, but I was kind of sad that, like, take your kid to work day. I can't really do that anymore because my work is here home and he just said something just now when he was in the podcasting room he was looking at all the photos that we have around here and he was like mommy I'm so jealous you got to meet marshmallow and I was like well maybe someday you will and that made me super sad because I don't know that I can keep that promise to him um 
But then he was looking at the other photos. He's like, Mom, you were in a parade? He was like the picture of pride. And I was like, I've been in a couple, babe. And he's like, Mom, you're just the coolest mom ever. And I literally wanted to cry because I don't know that I'm going to do those things ever again. I, I, I remember when I got fired, like my biggest thing was I wanted Lyric to see me do Jingle Ball just once. I wanted him to see me on that big stage in front of 20,000 people with all the roaring behind me. And I wanted him to have that visual memory um, if ever he wants to blame me for stuff that he didn't didn't get <laughs> in the future or things that I didn't didn't do because I sacrificed for him. Having said all of that melancholy, I was really glad that he got to go to the kids, the bring your kid to work day at the academy today because it looked really exciting. Well, I mean, they had a lot of stuff that I had no idea they were even going to do. Well, because you put together the obstacle, you put together an obstacle course for them. Yeah, so it was like a joint one between like us and then, so like at our academy, it's like we're on the first floor, the campus is shared, and then the second floor is all fire rescue. So it was like a joint thing between us and them. So they had their part of the obstacle kind of like on the outside, and then mine was kind of like on the inside. Oh, so those were that—that that wasn't all your obstacles. Some of that no, was just yours. No. So like some was some was like their stuff, and then some was was our stuff. Well, you sent me a video of it, and it's like lyrics seemed like he was really trying hard. Well, I had to coax him into that. Well, he gets embarrassed. Like he is an overachiever. No idea where he gets that from. But he also really likes to please you. Honestly, like he wants to impress you, and I think that's probably why he was a little nervous about it but I think he did well no he did like like once he did it then he was he was fine because it was just like it was like what are those things where you jump in and out jump in and out yeah so I had the agility ring set up and then I had I had the mats kind of like the, the floor mat so I'm like stacked up so it's kind of like a little maze so it kind of went wide like narrow and then they had to like cut out and then come back up the direction they were at and then it was a drag um with some sandbags and then it went into an agility ladder and then well, kind of went into fire rescue stuff then. Needless to say, Lyric is going, both of our boys are going to have to be physically inept, or inept, physically able. Because I'm not saying like, oh, they have to be like fitness gurus, but between mom and dad, they're going to they're gonna be like no, knowing all of that stuff. Um, but it, it seemed like it was a really good day because... He came out of there, and it was like Christmas, the Baggio stuff that he had. He had so many goodies, but I think that it's really great. Um, and I'm not getting into political stuff, so don't at me for this, friends. I'm married to a police officer. But I think it's really great for him to learn um, that form of respect for people of authority. Well, We're but, not going into a rant, sir. No, not even that. But I think just to understand the culture a little bit more mm-hmm. and to kind of see that we're human, you know? Yes. Because it's like you're seeing, like he saw, like he couldn't tell if the parents there today, like a large majority, were firefighters or EMTs or cops or whatever. Or wives that because, were there. Because they weren't. Husbands. Yeah, because they weren't in uniform. Oh, I like and that. And they're, they're kids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it, I mean, in all intents and purposes, like if that wasn't in that setting with all, the little goodies that said, you know, the departments and stuff, he would have had no idea yeah. it was even there. So It just looks like an everyday building. It was so weird for me, though, too, because when some of the recruits walk by, so like I've told you guys before, Marshall's relationship with me, his wife, is completely different than what it is at the academy. He goes into that militaristic mode that I 
you know, I don't drive with that. I always tell him, leave ah, leave Officer Marshall at the academy because you ain't going to come home and bark at me, sir. But he was walking by, and there was some recruits walking by, and one of them was like, good afternoon, sir, ma'am. And I was like, oh, I was like, hi, hi, because I don't really get called ma'am ever. And if you really think about it, there's not very many circumstances that we have been together outside of family and, like, my side of the job, like, listener-wise, that people have seen me as your wife, like, really at all. And I'm, you know, I guess there's a certain amount of respect that recruits would have to have for their boss's wife or something like that. But I was like, oh, ma'am, me, huh? You know, I don't, I, I don't look at myself like that. And I just felt a little weird. And you just have this stoic head nod. And I just think it's interesting for me to see that part of your job, too. Well, yeah, like those are like our, our new classes starting next month, June. Those are those are those are fire recruits. Oh, so it's just like yeah, but they have the same respect for oh, everybody, yeah, like, right? Well, it's it's the hallway decorum. So like the who, like it's like in the hallway, like oh hallway decorum. Like they, I thought it was called something. No, like they walk on one side, and you know it's oh I didn't know that it's like a whole thing where you know they'll address any person in the hallway by. You know. Sir or ma'am? Yeah. Error. Interestante. Okay. Well, but so it was a really good day. Lyric had a great time. He wants to go back. And I think that's cool. I, I don't know. Like, I think that it's something that is new to you as a parent because, you know, take your kid to work day. This is your first one. Yeah. Well, I mean, because with COVID and stuff like that, none like, of that. A lot of that's because, like, I mean, I've been there almost three and a half years and this was like the first one. Mm-hmm. in that time frame and they used to do them like every year so i mean it made me it made my heart go pitter pat when i saw the videos of you guys together because that kid just adores you and i think that it's really cool for him to see different aspects of who you are as a man so that he can become a man similar so onto the goody goody as i'm gonna call it of scandaval i know that a lot of you guys might roll your eyes at this part because not everybody is bravo obsessed like i am Marshall is not Bravo obsessed, but he's knowledgeable by proxy because since the beginning of our relationship, that was another thing that made me fall in love with him because he always asked me, you know, have any Bravo shows on? He still asked me that. And I was just like, are you sweet? And I control the remote most of the time. I mean, of the Bravo, like Captain Lee's OG. They got rid of him. (laughs) I'm, I'm, oh my God, I'm so mad about that. So he likes Below Deck. You also liked the real estate ones for a while. What was it? Million dollar listening or whatever? Um, I, th- I felt like you could tolerate that one. Yeah, I could tolerate it. Of the housewives that I've made you watch in the four, how long have we been together? Four years? Yeah. No, not yet. Or wait. No, it's been over four years. Has it? Yeah. Derp. I'm so bad with like dates. We're, we're coming up on like four and a half. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Um. So yeah, of the housewives that I have forced you to watch over the last four and a half years what what's your favorite franchise um probably probably new jersey really i would have thought jersey would have bothered you well it's just because like they're always like fighting (laughs) and like they'll actually like fight oh fist fight you mean like they'll actually back it up okay um the others is just you don't like it it's just extra drama and you know I mean, okay, so Vanderpump Rules versus The Real Housewives. Because you've watched that one with me. Like, you've even commented on it at times. Um, I guess you could say, like, I like it a lot more than I did when I first started. So, Okay. Why? Because it's more dramatic? Because they're older probably, too. 
Well, like there's more real life problems like houses and divorces and stuff like that versus just like dating drama. Yeah, and you know, um, that James guy says some pretty snarky shit. That's James funny. Kennedy. Honestly, yes, I didn't like him at all. So like some of the stuff he says is actually pretty funny. So yeah, I do. He's he's got that British snarky humor that I really like, and I mean, even though he was a twat in the last couple of seasons. I think he's kind of coming into his own and everybody deserves a chance to turn around and change. And I mean, he's still kind of a twat sometimes. However, that is probably the vast or like lack thereof knowledge that Marshall has of Bravo. But given that Scandaval, like you'd have to be under a rock to really not know at least what that means or some of it, or if you've listened to this podcast or me on the air, you've heard me talk about Bravo all the time. And this one was like one I never saw coming in terms of relationships breaking up. Like, how is it that Jackson and Brittany are, are still together? I mean, no shade. They're happy. They've got a family. They've got a little boy. They've been together forever. And, you know, they're still kicking it. You Do you remember who Jackson and Brittany are? I think so. Jack's like, Brittany was the Southern Belle and mm. he cheated on her. And he was like the, oh, that famous line, I'm the number one guy in the group, where he was fighting with Tam Sandoval of Scandoval. So they're still together. They have a podcast now. They've got one of those shows where they watch the Vanderpump Rules um, episodes and comment on it. And they get paid for it. We're, we're going to sign up for that because I think I would be hilarious on that show. I'd probably get fired, though, because FCC regulations wouldn't – they wouldn't allow me to say the things that I say. Because Marshall always says that I – what do I do? Like I search for conflict after or I project conflict yeah, you take that and you apply it as if it's happening in your life right now uh-huh. and you project it onto me. Funny that you should say that because that's kind of what we're about to do. I don't like this. I'm not going to project. I'm just going to ask your thoughts on it because Marshall and I have had very different dating paths. You've been in, including me, three relationships, right? Um, Yeah, like serious. So the We've been together four and a half years. There was like a two-year one in there. And then what was the other one? Like nine months? Nine months. Yeah. The, the, there was one that was like two years and then nine months. And then, yeah, about that. So like three, three actual like serious. How long was the two-year one before me? Like how long of a span? Like how well, long that, were you guys broken up before you met me? A long time because I was, I, I was 19. When I, so that's like a long time ago. Wait a minute. The one that I always... I'm not going to give you the nickname because that's really mean. The, the blonde? No. That's what I'm asking. Like, no, How no, long no, were you no. broken up with her before you met me? Which, which... You know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm not going to give her a name. I would say at least a year. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got nervous there. For no, a I, was like, I was like trying to think of like... How long? Yeah. All right. So Marshall's been in, I, I, do you really think, like, do you think that you were like actually in love with any of them? I told you before we started this podcast, you have to be a hundred percent honest, not what I want to hear or what you think anybody, anybody wants to hear. Do you think you were ever actually like in love with any of them? No, like looking back on it now, like being married and like knowing Mm -hmm. what this is. No. No. I mean, that's fair. So I can say, though, that I have actually loved people before you. Do I think that I love them the way that I love you? Hell to the motherfucking no. But I did love them. I did. But there was spans of six years, ten years in between. 
those relationships and you. Because when I met you, I'd had like micro relationships. And I call that micro relationships because it was like two, three months and then it would be done and nothing like serious and not like I love yous or anything like that. So that was like a world away, those relationships. The scar's still there. And he had to fix a heart he didn't break. However, I like I have been cheated on. I cheated on someone that was a very long relationship. We were together for four and a half years. We were, we both had parents pass away in the span of our relationships. We were best friends before we became boyfriend and girlfriend. So I'm going to, I have a reason I'm giving you that backstory because Marshall's looking at me squinting his eyes because he does not like to talk about the exes at all. I think it's kind of adorable because it's the only time you really ever show any sort of like hint of jealousy whatsoever. You're not a jealous person. Not that you have reason to be, but a little bit of that spice would be nice every once and again because I'm just like the shrew wife now. Um, so yeah, we've had very different dating past. I think I have had, I can't even, I don't want to go through the numbers. I have, I have too many ex-boyfriends. What? You thought I was going to go through the, add that number? No. No. I've t- I say it all, but I ain't going to say it all. But our numbers there are very different too. But I've been hurt a lot and I've been through all of the ups and downs that you can with regards to relationships, dating, cheating, like, you know, I've talked to you guys about this before, emotional, physical abuse, all the things. I would say you're a lot greener than me in terms of like relationship trauma and drama, right? Yeah. So I think it's just interesting now you as my husband to get your take on what you would do in these situations or if it was me. So I don't know if I've told you this backstory. Tom and Ariana were together for nine years. They started their relationship though, because he cheated on a girl that he was with for six, seven years. They were living together. Kristen, remember crazy Kristen? Stassi's friends, brown hair, like anyway, but, um, he cheated on her and it was like, they, oh, it was a kiss. It was just a makeout. It wasn't a kiss. It wasn't a big thing. It was a fucking kiss. You don't kiss other people when you're in a relationship, sir. But then he got with Ariana and this is funny. Like he talks about, <laughs> he talks about Raquel now the way he used to talk about Ariana, which is very interesting to hear. Um, because right now in the season, we don't know that he's cheated yet. We just know because press and media and all of that garbage. But they have said that they were just really good friends. Like Tom thinks he's just a cool person. Meanwhile, he's banging her. So I want to know from you, Marshall, do you think that men and women could ever truly be friends without there being some possibility of the taco and the sausage doing a dance. I do, but I think it would have to revolve around something. What do you mean? Like if it was like a work friend in terms of some of the ones that you have from past shows and stuff like that, mm-hmm. or if it's something where, um, so it's like, it's a work, it's a hobby. It's something where you've been friends before and it's never gone it's like, never crossed the line. Yeah, it's never crossed the line. Now, I think it's also contingent on the fact that that person has a mutual respect with, you know, whoever you do get in a relationship with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everything has to be copacetic. So I do think it can exist, but I think that it 
typically will have to like involve something. There can be no yeah. gray areas. Yeah. Like, so I have tons of guy friends that I've known forever. Like, yes, most of them are former co-hosts or people that I've worked with, you know, like Sonic, my, our friend that was at our wedding. Nothing's ever happened there. Like I did have one friend that I won't name, but you know who I'm talking about. And we went trips together, slept in the same hotel room, separate beds together. Um, but we were friends for like, oh God, for 12, 13 years. Like I was the person he would always call when there was a breakup, when an animal would, you know, pass away. I was that person who was called. We were thick as thieves and we're not friends anymore for no reason. Like no big falling out, no big anything. And I'm only speculating here and I'm not even really speculating, but I'm going to do it for you if that's what you're doing. All of a sudden when Marshall came around and I was engaged and he wasn't just a boyfriend, that it was progressing, that we were going to get married, that this is my future, gone. And I'm like, what? Why? And some people have said that's probably the reason. I'm like, but what? You know, because we had talked and we were still cool with each other after I got engaged, but there was no like comment on my engagement pictures. There was no congratulations. I asked him for his address to come to the wedding. Didn't answer me, nothing. And it just fell away. Do you think there was something else in his head in terms of our relationship than what was there? Yeah. Really? You think he wanted to poke me? Yeah. Or just like, you know, have that as a thing where you're available. Oh, I was just always the one that was like, what if someday? Yeah. And then. Because, like, I mean, that's the thing. I think if you have a friend, and regardless if it's a dude or a girl or whatever, like... Someone you have the possibility of banging. Well, but I mean, like, if your friends are doing anything, like, if it's the job promotion or if it's an engagement or whatever, like, you want to see those people win. So I think it's a situation where, regardless of what it is, if support's pulled back, there's a reason for it. And in this case, I don't really see another logical explanation for why. Interesting that you should say that. Because, well, like, I still have guy friends to this day that are still around. I talked to them a couple, well, really just one. My one friend, Eric, you know. And there's never been any hokey pokey there ever. You know, like, we were single parents when we met. I was going through a hard time and... You know, it was when I was like, okay, I'm going to quit drinking. And at that point he was quitting drinking. So it's like, that's something that not people do a lot. And I was alone and I like, I've really actually only been in the same room with him. Three, four times, including our wedding. So it wasn't anything more than just really good friends. And all like, like when he came the last time to see me, we went coffee after I got fired. It was like, I asked Marshall first, he brought Marshall bullets because he thought that you were actually going to be there like he wanted you to be there he wanted to like hang out and get to know you more because you guys are a lot alike but when I said before the interesting that you should say that about your friend there's really only ever been one female friend that was around a lot that I went is there something there or had there been something there do you know this female friend that I'm talking about yeah I think I know who you're talking about we're just going to call her Jessica for right now okay um, Jessica was always around and Jessica was, you know, they were comrades in like a business that Marshall had when we met and 
she was really cute. Never mean to me, really ever. But there was a certain vibe there that my Puerto Rican Virgo anxiety-ridden overthinking self went, because mm. Marshall's not jealous. I'm a jealous bitch. Like mine, get the fuck out of here. And correct me if I'm wrong, you always had that vibe of like the friend, kind of. Yeah. Like you were always the guy that they could probably go to with issues or problems. You got friend-zoned a little bit. Yeah, but I... I, I'm not saying her. I'm saying you've had that role before. Yeah. So to me, as a woman that had a couple of those back in the day, it was like the same thing you just said. Like, oh, well, maybe that was my somebody someday, something type thing. And I always just had this weird little like thing about her. Would it be fair to say that when I came around and we were serious that something switched? Yeah. Because I remember we all went to an event and – this, I was pregnant. We were engaged, but I was pregnant with the first baby that we lost. And I remember you were telling everyone at this event and the way that she just looked at you and she's like, Marshall, like it was this finality in her mind. Like, oh shit. You know, because it's one thing, there's a long way from the ring to the altar because I was engaged to somebody twice. And I saw that and I was like, mm okay. As somebody that's been through relationship trauma and anything trauma, period, I tend to overthink and sometimes I overdo it. But also they say that people that have experienced trauma tend to read people out real fucking quick. Well, I think with the whole trauma thing, that's also, it's like a defense mechanism. Of course. I'm not saying that I'm always right. But I think with this one, there was something there. And I'm not saying that it ever would have gone further or verbalized or whatever, but I even asked you, I was like, do you think she's cute? And you said, yes, like she is cute. She is, you know, but the thing that prickled my asshole a little bit when you guys hadn't talked in forever, we had to replan our wedding and pandemic baby, whatever. And we ended up like revamping the entire guest list. So there was a lot of people that we would originally invited that we didn't. So this wasn't, you know, indicative of just her. She wasn't like cut out or anything, but a lot of shit happened in between when you guys were like still actively close and talking to when we got married, you know, COVID hit. You didn't have that business anymore. Like we had moved. Another baby came into the mix. We replanned our wedding and really no communication in between there. Right. Yeah. And what did she do? When was the next time she contacted you? Wasn't it like a, it was like. It was on our wedding day. Yeah. She called you on our wedding day. Looking at that from your crazy Puerto Rican's wife's side over here. Can you see how I was like, the spidey senses were there for a reason. Yeah. Because to me, I was like, the fuck, like, what was your doing? You're going to call him on his wedding day. Because like all the millions of people that are going to be calling you, texting you, mm. whatever. And it wasn't just a simple like, hey, Marshall, congratulations. Wish you guys the best. She called in this day and age of texting and dming like yeah. that to me was like the fuck did you just call like why did you call him on the wedding day like the only like female outside of the people that were there and family that he needs to be speaking with it, it, it ain't you mm -hmm. i don't have a problem with her even though i know that it sounds like it i've never like ish had issues with her but you know if we're talking about red flags which is where i'm going with this because of the scan the sandoval situation 
I, uh, in very serious relationships in terms of marriage, parents together, those things that were your bonded and you plan on spending the rest of your life with each other. Uh, would you say that, because Sandoval in the latest episodes has been over like defending Raquel. He's with Ariana, but anytime anybody talks shit about her, he's like, don't do like to the point of screaming at people, getting into arguments, like flipping out over it. Like, would you say that that is a red flag in terms of like people, just men and women or like people in relationships being friends with somebody they could possibly bang? Do you think that's, would that be a red flag? Like if somebody like, cause I don't have any friends, like male friends really close here, but like, if I was over defending a dude in somebody else's argument, would you look at that sideways? Yeah, I think I would. And be yeah. like, what's going on there? Yeah. I, I mean, I think there'd be a question first. Yeah. And if it was like a logical explanation, I'd be like, all right, you know, you let that slide maybe once. But like, if that was like a reoccurring theme, mm-hmm. that's when I think that'd be, you know. Because that would be like, and I'll just say this too. Like, do I ever, if there's, and I, like I said, having somebody being cheated on and like I've been through it, so I'm not naive in any way, shape or form. Do I think Marshall would ever cheat on me? No, absolutely not. Like, because I've always said, if you stick that fucker where, where it does not belong, it will not come back here ever. Because I just think sexually, we'd never, never be the same ever. Like I wouldn't, I no. I would see her face. I would see your, No. Because I would take, no. What are you laughing? What? What's funny? What's funny? Tell me. I don't know. I've heard you say that so many times. It's just. That it's just like, it's like a song to you now. It's just like the chorus of our our relationship. (laughs) Well, I mean it. And I remind you of it constantly. But um, answer me this. Oh, wait. Let me, before I get that. Do you think I would ever cheat on you? No. Never. No. Good. I'm glad you said that with, you know, finality. Um, do you think I would, do you think emotional cheating is cheating? Like, what do you mean by? So if you're like going to someone whenever you're fighting with your significant other and you go and you tell them all your problems, you complain about your spouse or significant other to them. Like they're your person to go to when there's all the problems you don't like you're at odds with your person. And this is the person that you go to. You develop this really close relationship. You tell them intimate secrets, intimate stories. You tell them about your relationship. And then like you start wading into where you're flirting. You're telling them to look cute over liking their pictures. Like basically doing all the things that you would do leading up to like trying to date somebody Without the sex. Yes. Good. I'm glad you said that because I would kill your ass. Oh, my God. Whew. See, this is how I, like, project the Bravo. Like, um, but having said that, how do you feel about cheaters in general? Like, do you think that all people that cheat are scum and can't change? having known that your wife has cheated on someone before. What are your thoughts about that? Like when, when I told you for the very first time that I cheated on that guy, that was honestly a really nice person. he really didn't deserve it. That was me being a whore. And I regretted it the minute that he found out about it. Like I've never felt so dirty in my life. I've never felt so horrible and worthless and just uh, 
in my life. And I think that's probably why I probably got the karma later that I got cheated on too by someone else. But I mean, I think anyone in any situation is capable of change if they can accept ownership of their fault. Okay. Woo. So I think that... Wait, say that again. I think anyone is capable of change if they can accept ownership of their fault. Marshall with the hotlines over here. So, like I do. I think the majority, though, I don't think that there is really ever any ownership for anything. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, so, like, I don't consider ownership of, like, this happened because of this, this, and this. Because, like, you're deflecting and not taking responsibility for it. So. Yes. In that case, no. So I think that's when a lot of people fall into that category, not just for this, but for like everything. Once a cheater, always a cheater. Or like once you've, what, who who you are is who you are and you can't change. Yeah. And I I mean, it, like it's not even just like a cheating category. I think that's just how they operate their lives. Like period. Right. So Well, I also think like it's interesting in that you say that because in these episodes, these latest ones, before we found out that Tom Sandoval is cheating on Ariana, his girlfriend of nine years, and all while she had just lost her dog of 16 years or something like that, really long time she had this dog, and her grandmother died. He's banging this other chick, scum of the fucking earth, and he did in their house. Gets me hot thinking about it. But he's in these episodes because he's a public figure. He's a celebrity and he knows how he's going to be viewed once this relationship comes out with this girl, Raquel. And he's saying, gaslighting her, saying like, oh, well, you know, she doesn't reciprocate the love I try to pour into her. Every morning when she wakes up, I make her a dumpling chino, which he calls her dumpling. That's their nickname together. And I'm like, and then, you know, his buddy is like, well, um, Tom Schwartz said, well, does she reciprocate? And he's like, no. First of all, you don't get a fucking hall pass to cheat because she doesn't give you pumpkin chinos or whatever the hell. What was a dumpling chinos? Marshall, every single Sunday makes pancakes for the house. Marshall is the one that will clean everything in the house because I'm the messy one. Marshall is the one that makes lyric his lunch most of the weeks i mean marshall is the one that will go and get me tampons in the middle of the night if i need it marshall is the one that if i'm my feet are cold in the middle of the night he will get up and get me socks and he's my phone finder and yes that was in his wedding vows however fucking comma none of that is ever an excuse to cheat on someone and i've always said like if you ever have that urge to cheat you better fucking tell me about it We'll go swing around a pole. We'll do some Karma Sutra. We'll mix it up. But don't ever go there. Because it just, for me, it's an absolute fucking no. But my question to you is, if I ever cheated on you, would you, would there, would you forgive me in any way, in any circumstance? Really putting me on the spot. I told you. I said that you have to answer all of this stuff honestly. Now, mind you, we're a little bit different than Tom and Ariana because we've been together less time than them, but we own a home together. We have two boys together. We've, we're married. Would you ever forgive me? That's a really long pause. I think, I think with enough time, I think I could. Really? Well, like... Hear, hear me out okay. on, on everything, right? So I think like it would be a lot of hurt 
and anger. And I think a lot of that stuff would take a lot of time to like fully subside. Now I'm not saying like everything's forgiven and like we move on and everything's, you know, whatever. I think there would be, there would have to be a lot of things that I'd have to see that would kind of change and, you know, basically steps taken you know what I mean like it's almost like a like reproving and regaining you know whatever I guess could have I don't know Ooh, I just got like I'm holding a crystal right now I just picked up my amethyst I feel like I need to clear the energy because just even me saying that to you and you thinking about it and putting yourself in those shoes in the land of never never land that's not going to ever happen I could like feel the hurt in your voice and see it in your eyes like how bad that would kill you if I ever did that to you, which I won't. I mean, I might be a bitch from time to time and be very difficult to deal with, but that would never, ever, ever happen. Because in that moment, I mean, it would never even come close because I can't even stand it when people like get too close to me. If, you, if I can smell your breath, you're too close. Absolutely not. Some dude on my freaking questionnaire said, oh, do you date brothers? I'm like, what the fuck? I don't because I'm married, fool, and he's Asian. Get out of here. Um, But yeah, that would never happen. But okay, what if it was an emotional cheating situation, like I said before? I think my answer would, would still be the still same. Still the same? You know? I'd- Which would hurt more, emotional or physical? I think it'd be about the same because I think if if you don't have one, you don't have the other. So I don't. Well, with me, yes, I've always said so like I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't know if I could separate this. Oh, two. you don't like this conversation at all. Like the face he's giving me right now, Marshall doesn't like this. He wants to pretend that like I was like this newly like woken dove and that I didn't. Well, I'd never had sex no, before. It's like it's it's not that. It's just you know. It sucks to think about it, right? Like yeah, I, I don't. I don't. And I'm also very big about speaking things into existence. I get why you're being that way. Um, because with me, I've always said, like, if you don't know my mind, you ain't going to enter my vagina. So I was almost expecting you to say that the emotional would be harder. Because some people, they say, oh, it, it meant nothing. It's not a big deal. And that is such a crapshoot because, fuck, it meant nothing. Did you not look down at your wedding finger unless you took it off? Did you not? Think about what was going to happen after that you're going to, I'm speaking of Scandival right now, let me not project onto me and you, but like that you're going to lose your house, that your business is going to be fucked because people aren't going to want to go sit at your restaurant at the time that they hadn't even opened yet because you're an ass, that all of your endorsements that people, you know, when you're in a public figure, you can't just get away with that shit. Well, I, it, I think it's a societal thing too. What do you mean? Like, I think that's just how people look at it. It's like, if this is like, they'll view like a breakup the same way they view a divorce mm-hmm. and kind of all that stuff. But I mean, after nine years and buying a home together and side note, he was like fertilizing her eggs that she had just retrieved while he's banging some other chick. Like you're about to make a little baby between the two of you that could somehow someday be entered. And Oh my God. Like it's sadistic what he's both of them have done. And that's the grossest thing either. And I have another question you're not going to like is that he, in some of the interviews, 
or some of the clips that we see of that episode where they're fighting and she's found out about Raquel and she's screaming. I can't wait for that one, honestly. That he says, well, like, we haven't, or he brings up in some interview pertaining to that episode that we hadn't had sex in like two years, which is a long time to not have sex. But do you think that that's ever an excuse to cheat, ever? No, because did you have a conversation about anything? You know, like, no. Even then, though, like, say they had the conversation, oh, I'll be better, I'll be better. And then he's like, well, I just needed to get off. I, that's not a. <laughs> it's not, thank God you said that. Like, it's just not. Like, you're with somebody because you're with them. A lot of people have said, like, they have an open relationship and they don't have a lot of rules. And I'm. I've never, like, there will be no threesomes. Like, a lot of times you hear about couples that have been together for, like, 25 years, and that's, like, their husband's birthday present is to have, like, a threesome. Hell no. Would you ever want that? No. It's just, like. I don't share. No. Like, you're mine. That's it. Period. Point blank. Done. And same here. I'm yours. That's it. Like, just, ugh. I just. <laughs> I just think that people sometimes, especially with, like, this show, because they're all fucking exes. It's crazy. All of them have been like engaged and screwed each other, and they've all they've all touched each other's parts. All of them, um, but there's so many blurred lines with relationships that like I don't love that. Like I we I wanted a traditional marriage. There's nothing outside, none of that. Of the two of us, traditionally, like I guess I because I have more friends of the opposite sex than you do, because you don't have any girlfriends right now, right? Female friends. No, I just have coworkers. Right. And I even still am like, is that your side chick? Like, I'm such an ass. Um, but as, quote, friends, Tom Sandoval and Raquel were seen by your boy James Kennedy's new girlfriend, Allie, at a club at 2 a.m., and they were dancing on the dance floor together. And some of the people that are cursing them for filth now, like Sheena Shea, are saying, like, that's not outlandish. That's not a big deal. I would do that if we went da, 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 to the club. I would go there 2 a.m. alone when he has a girlfriend sleeping at home. What would you think about that? Like if I ended up going to like after a gig or something like that, like after a broadcast, and I was like, well, they're out there at 2 o'clock in the morning, and I was just hanging out with some dude, dancing with him on a dance floor at 2 o'clock in the morning. What the fuck? Right? Like that's exactly – he's a lot calmer than I would have been. Your shit would have been on the fucking lawn. And they think that that's just okay. Like – there seems to be a lot of blurred lines with lines in general in relationships. And I'm very cutthroat and clear about that. And some people might say that I'm being a bitch for it. However, I'm giving you a gift. Not that I think you would ever do any of this nonsense because I think you're pretty traditional in that way too. Like, Well, I, I think it comes down to a couple things. What? I mean, I think between the listeners even, I think it'd probably be mixed. What do you mean? Like, in terms of how they would view it, I think it comes down to, like, somewhat generationally. I think it comes down to, you know, your upbringing and then... What? The, like, the lines that are blurred and, like, what's okay and what's not? Yeah. No, I, I, I do. I think, like, you know, in terms of, like, younger generation, I think they would find that, you know... Fine? Not fine, but, like, I think it would be, like, more of, like, a, a split in terms of how they would view that versus if, you know, like, my age group, you know what I mean? Like, it's... it's your age group in terms of my age group is that what you're saying no like I'm uh, six years older than he is no no like I mean like like ours you know what I mean like I just 
I don't think like there's like a definitive like black and white as like there was, you know, with other people. Yeah. I was going to say there is a definitive, there's a very black and white line with me. No, but you know what I mean? Like in terms of like being more traditional and values, upbringing, everything like that, I think it's, it's different. Some people can excuse it and it's no big thing. I guess, you know, I would say there might be times that, or have there been, I don't know, that you would like excuse things because of what I do and the people that I've been around. Like one time you came into the room and I was FaceTiming with my friend Sonic in our bed. You know, I wasn't naked or anything. I had an old man t-shirt on, but I was laying there with Lyric and I answered the phone and I was FaceTiming with him. But you know him, you've met him, he came to our wedding, but oh my God, if I ever walked, like, you know, because if I walked in on that capacity where there was a female on the phone that you were laying down FaceTiming, I would flip my shit, which sounds unfair. But that's not your MO, though. Like, I've never seen you FaceTime with a girlfriend. I mean, did you ever FaceTime with, quote, Jessica? No. Are you lying to me? No, I never really FaceTimed. Well, I was more like... Oh. Phone, texter. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that's how we started dating. It worked for us. I just think... I think this whole situation is kind of gross for people to somewhat excuse it. Not to sound like an old granny, but it's just like that can't be the way of the future in relationships or don't get into a relationship. I actually, you may not like this, have said this to my mom, and I think I might have said this to you too, like when it comes to talking to our sons about this stuff, the conversation I'm going to have is going to be very frank with them because they're both very good-looking boys. And I think Lyric is going to be my sweet, sensitive one that of the two of them is probably going to get his heart broken. And then Malin's going to be a player. I just know it. He's not going to give a shit. He's going to be the one that I'm going to have to just rail in. But I'm going to tell both of them, like, wrap it the fuck up, A, because it will fall off. And I don't want you to be a very young p- parent. And B... Don't tell a girl you love them if you don't, because that would breeds crazy. And see, if you just want to taco hot dog dance with her in the bedroom, tell her that. And if she tells you that she wants more or act like she wants more, I don't care how good it is, you walk away. Because girls think that they can screw to get love. I've done it. And it never works. They don't magically fall in love with you. Is why are you looking at me like that? Like, would you have a different conversation? No, it's like we just haven't gotten to potty training, so it's like I. <laughs> I, I mean, I wanna... lyrics seven and a half, and then they're fifteen. You know, when I look at lyric in the blink of an eye, he has almost become eight years old, and it's like the way that he is so in tune to things, and the way that he is so aware of all things. <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna have that conversation probably a little bit earlier than you think. No. You can't just leave it to me. No, I just... You're like, woman, slow down. So, do you think I have changed from the person that I was back in the day in relationships when I cheated? Yeah, absolutely. Because the reason that I cheated, which it's a bullshit reason any way, shape, or form. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And I, I had repented and had my relationship karma after that and had apologized to this person years later. Um, 
and finally got an like a, an acceptance of the apology 13 years later because he was so hurt and so angry. Um, but did that ever make you feel differently about me knowing that I had cheated before? Like when we were first dating? Because I put it all out there when we first got together. No. Really? No, because I mean like I... Like if someone has made changes and if you don't at least give them the opportunity, you'll never know if they changed or not. So, you know, from now, this is not something like if somebody hasn't wronged you and you just know of their past. Yeah. But, but I mean, that, that's the thing is like, if there's been no, well, like, first off, like I don't like taking like the past or like other people's opinions and applying it to like what I think, like I like to develop like my own opinions of, Mm-hmm. of a person so from what i experienced and everything like that there was never anything that made me you know question or, or worry which is comical because i lay literally when we first started dating before we made had the conversation of whether or not we were going to be together and facebook official i sat him down on the couch and told him every damn skeleton in the closet and i was fully ready for him to like leave for him to for you to leave for you like I was ready for her to have a breakup of this relationship that wasn't even like fully like cemented or whatever and you just kind of looked at me like okay and literally I think that was like some of the words that you said like we good like did did that freak you out like did you go home and internally freak out a little bit no really really. I mean you moved in like two months in so I I mean there's not really much that like freaks me out like oh yes there is now that you're married to me but not then when i was sweet no there isn't much having a relationship like the of like trauma dealing with trauma you're a cop and you dealt with your own set of it so yes i'm glad to hear that i didn't internally freak you out and i'm just now finding out about this now but it moves me to hear that you would still try to work our marriage out and keep our family together if I ever cheated on you. Because you do know how much I love you. I would never do it, but I wouldn't forgive you. I love you to the ends of the earth and back again. And I've always told you that it's you or nothing. If you and I, God forbid, in some never, never land universe, end up not together, I won't get married again. I won't get into another relationship. No, I know you're my person. That doesn't mean that people don't have free will and they can fuck up. So you fuck up and fall into somebody else. You ain't coming back here. Nope. I know. Are you rolling your eyes at me? Yes. Why? Because I know. Like, you say this all the time. I got it. Okay, but they don't <laughs> got it. Really, Rilo listeners don't know that. Let's put it out there. They always say, like, when you put it out there with everybody, like, there's no going back. It's like when you start telling everybody that you want to get your fitness together, it's kind of like telling on yourself that you have to, like, it's accountability, buddy. My really Riley listeners are now your accountability buddy, Marshall. Not that he would ever do that. Seriously. You guys love Marshall more than you love me. Anyway, I'm going to stop torturing you. Was this so bad? Like, honestly, I think it was, like, cool to, like, go through that. Yeah, like, I, I, I didn't know. It was, like, kind of. You were nervous? Well, it was a rapid fire because, like, I didn't know. Ain't that were. what I do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should do one like this. Oh, my God. I swear to you. Wait, to me? Mm-hmm. Just uh, It doesn't have to be like this, but I just. Do you want to? This t- this, it wouldn't be like this topic, but it could be something. What would you ask me? I don't know. 
So you get to just ask rapid fire questions of me that I can't not answer. And I don't know anything about it. You would just come up with them. Like you're going to, you're going to put me in the hot seat and make me uncomfortable. Yeah. And maybe if listeners have questions, I don't know. Oh my God. I don't like this one, but now I have to do it. It could be like a ask Riley, but through me. Oh, I don't like it. Okay. You want to do that next week for ask Riley? We can. Oh God. I mean, shit. Huh? I said pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew. Oh, fuck. Okay, well, damn. I don't know if I want to do that. I'm an open book with you. I I can't think of anything that I haven't told you or wouldn't want to tell you because I'm, this sounds bad, but I've never been afraid to hurt your feelings. But I don't want to hurt your feelings. You know? Because you're an internalizer. If it, if it bothered you, you probably wouldn't outright say that it bothered you in that moment. It would just come out in other things. And then I'd have to figure it out. All right. We can do this. This was your idea. Okay? So you can't be mad about anything that you hear. Wow. This is going to be fun. All right. Well, I love you. Thanks for sitting in. I love you guys too for listening. Uh, the ways to get a hold of me and send over your questions for Marshall. Fuck. Really Riley podcast at gmail.com. The text line's 410-604-8895. DM me if you guys want the info for the pop-up I'm doing not next week, not this weekend, but next weekend. It's May 7th. May 7th. Thank you. And I will send them over to you. Riley Couture on Instagram, R-I-L-E-Y-C-O-U-T-U-R-E. That's also on Facebook. TikTok's Riley Couture 7. House of W by Riley is my candle and goods and all the We Got This merch page. And then Really Riley podcast questions, comments, concerns. You can hit me up with any of that. Marshmallow is the fit marshmallow. Why can't I ever spell it? Well, It's spelled like the artist, not the actual food. Yeah, but more importantly... The Lawn Care Puppy. Ay, Dios mío. No, you're not using my podcast to get... Oh, my God. He really did start an Instagram with the Lawn Care Puppy. Oh, and the candle. Yes, I need to put that up. I'm going to put that photo up, and I'm going to... Actually, if you want the Lawn Care Puppy candle, because it's made... I'm probably going to change the scent, because the first one that I made him was just a prototype, but Marshall's going to pick the scent. It's got grass blades on the bottom... And actually, no, I'm not going to tell you. I want you to go to the social to look at it because look at that tease. But it's actually really dope. Marshall likes it a lot. And I, mm-hmm. it, uh, it takes forever to make it. So if you want to grab one of those, they're going to be up in the Etsy shop and on the socials tomorrow. Um, your social is? The Lawn Care Poppy. Stop. What's the marshmallow one? <laughs> oh. <You> twerp? <laughs> yeah, for fitness and personal, it's uh, the Fit Marshmallow. Do you hear him? M-A-R-S-H-M-E-L-L-O. Do you hear him? You're like, oh, for fitness and personal, you got a business page now. My God. I have created a monster. But I want to, I, I would like to hear you say that you've learned from the best. I have. He doesn't even say that. With, you, you hear the difference in the gusto that he says the lawn care poppy versus giving me some credit of teaching him how to do this shit? I love you. I love you more. I love you guys more. Um, Thank you guys for listening. I'll talk to you guys on Monday. It's really Riley.